What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. CarCast. This is Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea. We've got Bill Goldberg uh, on the phone as well. Of course, CarCast is brought to you by Zybar for better engine performance, horsepower, fuel economy, and lower underhood temperatures. Zybar is an ultra-thin high-temperature coating that reduces radiant heat by 90%. Learn more at Zycoat.com. Put Zybar on. Take heat off. And of course, uh, brought to you by Geico. Uh, get yourself some car insurance. Go to Geico.com and Wrangler. Check out Wrangler.com for their great selection. Uh, all right. So we've got uh, we've got a, a, a busy show. Um, things are happening. Bill, you're in the airport right now. This is the only time we can get this show laid down. So uh, bear with us a little bit of background noise. But um, we're going to get it done because we definitely want to talk about our weekend. Uh uh, and uh, you're off and running, flying, going to—I don't know—are you going? Are you going to a race or are you going to work? No, I'm coming back from work. Actually, I'm, I was here in Vegas. Uh, there was a little convention over the weekend, and uh, I'm uh, on a delayed flight. Unfortunately, uh, Delta's usually awesome, but uh, today they're they're behind the ball. Uh, you know, I'm just sitting in the airport, man. Part of the furniture. Yeah. All right. So we had um. We had a we had a big weekend. We uh, we when I went out to Spring Fest, it was fantastic, and uh, I mean I, I definitely wanted to have you tell the story about it. But um, it started uh, very early morning. You got a crew together at the at the car dealer and loaded up some cars. And uh, Spring Fest. Did you see huge. that video? <laughs> I, I did see some of the videos. Yes, and actually, <laughs> I've got something for you as well. So. Um, oh, but, uh, but just a quick recap is spring fest is the big Dodge event that we were talking about. And, uh, all in the morning from nine to 12 was like Dodge owners only. And they said there was over 2000 cars that showed up. Um, and at noon, they kind of opened it up to spectators that aren't Dodge owners. People just come in and check it out. They had the big drag strip and they were racing cars. We got a chance to, to do one pass in the, uh, Dodge Challenger, uh, RT uh, uh, 1320 uh, package cars, and uh, it was it was fun to do, and we'll break that down, dude. But um, tell us how you got started in the morning, man, bright and early, right? I didn't really get started in the morning. I got started like two weeks before. <laughs> yeah. Every day it, it, there was something, but, you know, whether it was the uh, wheel tire change the night before so I didn't have to do it on site at, at uh, Spring Fest or um, the fact that I dropped the, the demon off the night before so that it would get loaded. But then I didn't have any experience driving the skinnies. So I told them not to load it about, you know, five thirty in the morning on Saturday so that I could rip it up and down the road <laughs> and see, you know, what the, what the fronts were going to be like uh, control wise. 
And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know, I got up to 50, 60 miles an hour, something like that. And I felt like it was good. So we went and loaded the thing up and started a procession of about 10 vehicles, uh, a bunch of wide bodies, uh, got a track hawk and some two big brand new 219, you know, lifted trucks from DCH, man, those guys went above and beyond and sent a group of about six or seven kids. And, and um, it, it was great, man. I had a great time. We got up there. Um, everything was fine except for taking, you see, if you see the video guys, check it out online of us loading the car up. You can understand when we tell you that unloading it was just as entertaining because we ended up getting a wrecker backing up to the, the, uh, the trailer itself and just driving the demon straight across to the wrecker so that it could lay it comfortably down on the ground as opposed to all of the ways we were trying to save the front splitter. But uh, the reality is it uh, it worked, you know. It it worked. It it was a bit of a a debacle. What happened was is uh, the car was too wide for the conventional car carrier trailer. And uh, especially yep. with the big with the big tires, the big meats. Now you got the weld wheels and the and the drag radials in the back. It was too wide, so they had to get just like like a steel flatbed trailer with wood planks on it to fit the car. But the ramps that came with it were nowhere near long enough, and uh, the car would just be at like a damn near forty five degree angle coming off the trailer. It's never going to work. And yeah, and then uh, I think you, I think you spotted the flatbed guy off in the distance yep. and the flatbed guy was like oh i'm the emergency crew if something happens a guy gonna go get it and i was like i was like yeah but i don't know if they started the drag racing yet so here's a couple of bucks why don't you just come and help us out so he came over yeah he, he backed the up the backs fl- will make anybody help you out uh, and i wish it was just a couple bucks but truth is it was worth it yeah um, put a couple bucks in his pocket but it, it made it made it much easier for us to get it done. You know, unfortunately, we didn't even have time to run the car um, after, you know, loading it or after unloading it and then getting it into position into the quote-unquote Muscleville area. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more, its value, I believe, was much more as a visual note than just taking it down the drag strip one time. I think the importance was based upon the 1320 and you and I taking it down there simultaneously and showing what it can do and having some fun in it. And I'm sure there'll be time in the future, you know, unfortunately to, or fortunately to uh, take that demon down the drag strip. But, you know, that was that's the one thing that I really am disappointed about. I'm sure Mark Carlisle's very disappointed too, because he sent me the wheels and tires off of his race car. So uh, there'll be a nice phone call later this afternoon about that, and um, hopefully he understands. But you know, it, it, it was a terrific event, man. I I can I can only assume you had as as good of a time as as we did. But you know, I brought a couple of friends, and um, Mark, you know, Trussell was there, and and Ralph Giles was there, and a couple other of the of the big wigs from Dodge. And um, the one thing that I took from it more so than anything, you know, there were some absolutely astonishing cars and Hey, that, uh, the elephant charger and then the evolution charger. And then, I mean, I can't believe that I'm just spitting it out right now, that wide body charger for the first time. Um, but truthfully, the people, the people are even better than the cars. 
You know, I mean, it's just a, a, a further indication of how good the car, car people are. I mean, we, I had such a wonderful time that day and it was, uh, autographs from the more, from the time I got there to the time I left, but I had such a terrific time. I mean, the people were awesome and they all love cars. And I, I was really happy to see a bunch of kids out there too. So. Yeah, it was it was fun, and you're right. Everybody was fantastic, and just huge lines of everybody wanting to say hi and check out the cars. And and yeah, you didn't get to run the demon, but man, what a great presentation that they had set up with the sort of the Muscleville that reflected the the commercial that you're in. And we had the red eye there backed up next to the next to the demon, um, and, and just great to see them together. And the stance on that car is great. Uh, in the morning. Um, uh, uh, we took a little parade lap around, but well, as we set up the cars, a bunch of people had shown up already. Probably a couple thousand people had shown up already, and um, uh-huh. and uh, and uh, thanks for letting me drive the red eye. By the way, so uh, Bill jumped in. I the, wondered, uh, you know, I forgot, and I wondered why when I got in that thing, it was it was like set for Gage's height. <laughs> and now <Yeah>. I remember. <laughs> there you so, go. And you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Now. Did you get a chance to see Bob in the blue red eye behind parked in Muscleville behind us? I did. I did see that car. Yeah. Did you talk to Bob at all? A little bit. He was the guy in the red shirt. Oh, older guy. Yeah. Old, Bob's a seventy-year-old man that has a red eye, that has a demon, that has the, the wide body Charger or uh, Challenger, Hellcat. Um, this guy's got three hundred vehicles. Okay. Wow. He has acres and acres of Mopar parts. It's absolutely amazing what this guy has, and you'd never know it. I mean, he's he's out of DCH like myself, and he ends up getting cars. I mean, he was he was getting cars before I was, and it's just cool to see a guy like that at his age having such a good time with us. And even he was kind of quiet and humble the whole time. They're doing. Yeah, he was pretty quiet and humble the whole time. We spoke a little bit, but he wasn't bragging about any of his stuff. And uh, you no. were more than than he was. You were bragging about his collection. Going talk to this guy. He's got all these cars, and he's like, yeah. "I've got a few." And I was like, "What do you got?" Well, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy's so humble, and I had to introduce him to the higher ups at Dodge so they see exactly what they're able to do for guys who were in the hobby before they were even born. Yeah, And, you know, the first muscle car era, um, this guy lived it. And the altered wheelbase cars he's got, the lightweight car, drag cars he's got, I mean, it's, it's amazing. And to see his passion carry on with the new generation of, of cars that they're putting out, it's just a testament to how, number one, it's, thank God it's a cyclical business. And number two, how happy they're making their, their customers. And how much they're listening to their customers. I, I just I got a, a, it was a uh, eye opening experience that day. It was a lot of fun. John Fortuna or Fortuna uh, mm-hmm. took great care of us with the show. And uh, it was, it was something that uh, I could see going to again and again. Yeah, it, it, it was, it was fun to do and everybody was great. And uh, I'd like to get a little more track time now that we kind of know what the event is and and um, what is available there to everybody. Uh, we didn't even get much uh, time to walk around and see a lot of other people's cars. We did a little bit, but not much. I think we kind of needed just like 
grab a golf cart and do a lap next time and uh because yeah. it would take yeah. forever to kind of walk around and see it all and uh but we got to go around and see everybody because i mean i heard a bunch of them in the distance and people were firing up and and it would be nice and we saw some of them run down the drag strip um but uh, uh, just the collection of cars that everybody, the owners brought out, was pretty amazing. And hey, and hey, remember I talked to you about Musto, uh, Mike Musto, yeah. um, who's a huge Mopar guy, and he got one of the best guys who are drag racing these demons on the phone for me to talk to me about drag racing that demon. Well, he actually flew from Texas and was there on the strip when you and I were racing and he was, he was coaching me through. Nice. Um, that's another indication of how cool this, this sector is, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't, uh, he, as it's four days prior, he had no bit, no, no plan going there whatsoever. Oh, but I saw him I talking still, to you in the car ahead of time and I yeah. didn't know who he was. And, uh, that's who it is. Uh, that's that's demonology. That, that boy runs, that boy steals souls, you know, right and left with his demon. He's, I think he's racing Floyd Mayweather's Bugatti next. <laughs> well, um, I'm going to tell you guys about Zybar in a second, but I want to talk about the Charger wide body because I I tweeted it out, and I've got more response from that than any tweet I've ever done in my life. It, it was such a conversation starter, good or bad. Like People were just talking about it. I want to talk about that. I'm going to talk about our drag race, and I want to talk about the uh, the Speedcore uh, evolution and, of course, the Elephant a little bit. I just want to touch on those because those were the sort of the standout cars for us while we were there. But uh, first, we first uh, I'll tell you about Zybar. This is an ultra-thin coating for manifolds, headers, turbos, tailpipes, mufflers, and tips. You've heard us talk about this before. It's got only a 0.001-inch thickness, and it reduces radiant heat by up to 90%. It's the first DIY thermal coating of its kind. Very cool stuff. We've got some over there in the shop. You can apply Zybar yourself. There's a video and written step-by-step instructions at Zycoat.com. And there's three awesome colors available now. There's bronze, midnight black, and cast silver. You can get Zycoat at any auto parts uh, location, such as AutoZone. Or you can go to Zycoat.com, and CarCast listeners will get 15% off plus free shipping on all online orders. Just enter code promo code CARCAST when you buy at Zycoat.com. So 15% off plus free shipping with the promo code CARCAST. Put Zybar on. Take heat off. All right. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the drag racing first. So um, it was uh, – it was kind of like what we did in um, in Detroit at Roadkill Nights. No warm-up laps, nothing. You get in the car, you roll up, you do a burnout, and you, and you go. For, uh, for you drag racing fans, we used, a, uh, we used a pro tree, so it just flashed basically once and then hit the green. And, uh, um, and we kind of rolled up, and what was interesting was uh, – I was thinking about the conversation that we had uh, a week or so ago on on uh, uh, well, a couple of weeks ago when we talked to Carlisle about the settings in the car. And I was like, what should the settings be? And I even wrote some notes down and brought them with me. But when we got there, they're like, it's all kind of set up. You need to take the traction control off and do whatever. So it was good. But when we went out there, he's like, go out there, do a burnout. And admittedly, I didn't do that much of a burnout. I was just like, what happened was I got on it and I kind of power braked it, but the tail end started to get sideways. It wasn't pointing straight. It was getting sideways. So I just kind of backed out of it. 
But when I lined up, I don't know what they told you, but they said, oh, the track is good. The rear tires are good. So just hammer it off the line. And the 1320 cars, okay, these are not wide bodies and they're not supercharged. These are naturally aspirated, uh, uh, I think, four. 70 something horse is that i think that's right for something yeah it's got the, the 392 in it I think. yeah it's got the 392 engine in it so these were the naturally aspirated uh, uh vehicles set up for drag racing the 1320 package as we told you before was uh it's got like the drag racing setup suspension brakes and stuff from the demon um but uh but in a naturally aspirated version. And I like that in Dodge's lineup. There's there's the supercharged demon, the granddaddy of them, um, the big dog, if you will. And then there's this the 1320 is the 392 engine with the naturally aspirated version. By the way, if you wanted to go into racing, you know, uh, it gets you in a different class, which is kind of cool. So I rolled up. I did the burnout. It got, started to get a little sideways, so I backed out of it. But he said, hey, the way the track is prepped and the tires – He's like, just hammer it. Just hammer it off the line. He said, a left foot brake it, just power brake it, only do about 1,200 RPM, and then just let go and hammer it. I was like, do I roll into it a little? It's going to spin? And he's like, no, it's going to be good. And I think what happened for me, and I want to hear about yours as well, was for me is maybe the burnout wasn't enough. Maybe the, maybe the tires were still just a little wet because it, it, it wasn't that much of a burnout at all. And when I hammered down at the light, it spun, and I and I had to back off to get a little bit of traction, and then go. and uh, And we'll give you the results in a second. But what was your walk me through your run? Hold on a sec. We got. <laughs> are you still there? Yeah, I got you. Okay, there you are. We lost you for a second. Uh, so walk me through your run. Um. In preparation, you know, you got a million things going through your head. You got a checklist, and you're yeah. right. I threw them all out the window. <laughs> That's it. It's, it happens so fast. You know, it you're did. like, oh. it, it happens so fast. It's a car that we don't know. We we are listening to the instruction of other people who've driven supposedly this car before. <laughs> Fortunately, I had demonology there, and fortunately, I know these cars in that. I don't care how much that track's prepped on street tires. You're going to spin the tires coming off the line. And I hit the same RPM you did, but I rolled into it exactly like I did at Roadkill Night. Yeah, you did. And, and yeah, you have to. And then you got to slam it. And, you know, I knew that there was going to be a huge difference in power when you hit that throttle to the floor, uh, getting out, of, you know, after you're in second gear, because when we were when we were driving the Hellcats and when I drive the demon and I slam it to the floor and I, and I, uh, and I hit the next gear, it's going to get, it's going to break loose. You're right. But, but the 1320, you can hammer that thing all the way to the floor once you're past second gear and it's, it may squeal a bit, but it's not going to break loose. Right. Um, so it was a roll. It was just rolling into it. That's all it was. I've never done that tree before. And when I did Bondurant, I didn't even look at the tree. Yeah, so um, there's so many things that, to think about, but you know the the biggest difference between Roadkill Nights and for throw the car out of it, we were actually on a prep track, which is really cool, and and it makes a huge difference. It does make a huge difference, and you're right that that first to second gear shift, you know whether it's in drive or you do it manually, it hooked up, and and for that reason we got good, uh, we got good speeds through there, which so. 
Uh, basically, what happened is uh, Goldberg won. Congratulations. You beat me, and it was fantastic. And uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but you ran a 1255. And, uh, what? Yes. So uh, uh, our friends at, uh, I think it was SRT Addicts, and they posted a little bit of a video, and um, they weren't sure if we wanted the, uh, the times um, disclosed. So that video that you're in, uh, they cut off the time. So I reached out and said to these guys, uh, SRT Addicts, by the way, check out their website, follow their Instagram. They got back to me right away. And when they shot it, they just like shot it on a phone. So we couldn't get your time and my time in the video. But you ran a 1255. Um, I don't know the exact speed that you ran it, but, uh, but uh, your time was good. You, you won the race. But my, my speed was faster at the end. So you got off the line. Well, yeah, because, oh, yeah. Yeah, you got off the line, and as by time I I, I kind of pedaled it a little bit and hammered down, I I was getting enough speed. And you're right, that one two shift hooked up, and then the next shift hooked up, and uh, you beat me across the line. But it was interesting to get a little more speed. I think we probably, I mean, you know, the Hellcats at Roadkill Nights were were faster, but. So, so much worse with traction. I would argue that even if we did a faster ET at Roadkill Nights, I don't know we had the top speed. I think we probably had a faster no, speed. No, no way. Because if we would have gone, if we would have carried that top speed, we would have been embedded into that concrete wall. Yeah, we would never have been able to stop. Um, it was fun. I, I, I wanted so badly. As soon as we were done, I was like, we got to go again. <laughs> I know, and I couldn't, man. I, I apologize, but I made my son's baseball game literally once. Uh, I, I was a half an inning late, and I had missed the first one that morning, and yeah. I was not going to miss the second one. No, no, no. And I, truth be told, I didn't think you even wanted to stay any longer because it was already 3 o'clock. No, you're right. I wanted to leave, but I just didn't want to go back to the I just, to the to the pit, to the, to the air. I just wanted to do one, just get back in line and run it again. That wasn't the plan. And we had to go park the cars and put them on display. Cause we were like the last ones running them for the day. Um, those particular 1320s, it, it was, it was fun event. Um, uh, it was great. And, uh, so yeah, 12, 12 I believe was your time. Um, that's horrible. What are those things are supposed to run 11 sevens or something? I think so. But look again, it's, it's, we, we, We've never even sat in those cars before. We don't know uh, how they launch. We don't know how much of a burnout to do. We don't. We don't. You know, maybe maybe we try it with rolling in the throttle more. Like we did. We literally got in them for the first time. I was still adjusting the seat by the time that green light flashed, and we were going. So <laughs> it just takes. Uh, and look, I, I got to tell you. So the Dodge guys wanted us to do this, and they were fantastic about it. But they were a little nervous. There was press events, press days happening uh, before this big event, like Friday or so ahead of time, and and two cars got damaged. Two of the Dodge press cars got damaged by journalists. And, uh, and yeah, but we're not journalists. I, I understand that, you know, but they were now, I, but they were I, now a little I, nervous you are about a journalists. But you're you can. You can drive much better than the normal "quote unquote" automotive journalist. Well, if at the very least, I think we proved that. We, we, we I'd rather run twelve fifties all day long and put the car back in in a mint condition than uh, than damage the car. And and I just, and by the way, one of the one of the the accidents that happened, I think, was just sort of 
I don't know, inexperience or something. Somebody just stayed in it, and the car got sideways, and Stupidity. they stayed in it. Yeah, it's just that's what it is. Call it what it is. Yeah, and I I don't want to like call anybody out or embarrass anybody, but um, just kind of a silly thing. Um, uh, you got to be a little bit smarter about that. And I, I don't know, maybe I'm just super sensitive to, you know, certainly my own cars, but whenever I'm in somebody else's car. And it's a treat to... It's called logic. That's yeah. all it is, man. Yeah. Like, uh, I, you and I have been on these events many a time yeah. to, to, to test drive these new cars. And, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out you can't push a car until you know its limits. That's right. Don't be you a know? knucklehead. That's what I'm saying. Don't be a knucklehead. Um, I'm going to talk about the Charger Widebody. I want to get your thoughts on it as well. First, thing, I'm going to tell you guys about Geico. You've heard us before. Geico, everybody's got a to-do list. You drop off dry cleaning, you pick up some milk, and now you can add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list, and you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. You just go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to-do you can do today. Be sure to check out geico.com. All right, so they had a Dodge Charger wide body there, and I took some photos. I'm certainly not the first one to do it. Um, uh, uh, Mark Trosel from Dodge and a bunch of people were, were putting it all over the place, but um, uh, thanks for everybody that follows us on Instagram and, and, and Twitter and commented. Some people like it. Some people don't like it, and I can tell you that, um, you know, Bill, you're a huge Mopar fan. I'm a fan. It's just not what I grew up with. I, I obviously I love I, I love Mustangs. I love a variety of cars. Um, but I'm telling you, when I got up on this car, this was really for the first time for me. Going, hmm, I could see maybe getting one of these things. I liked what it was doing. I liked the way they did it, and and the 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 Challenger wide bodies, the way those fender flares are done, and the way the the side markers um, on the Challenger wide bodies are interesting because they're like a little bit in the front valance and rear, and then it, and then they they kind of split and they go into the wide body fender area. And on the Charger, they redid the whole thing. It's very smooth and integrated. And uh, uh, another thing I'll point out is a lot of people were saying, "Oh, it's more tacked on flares." Not necessarily on the Charger. The front fascia and the rear valance has the wide body pieces molded into it. And then above the fender, it is, it is fastened on and not molded in. And then it meets with, you know, with a little bit of a seam, but it is much more integrated than what I think is on the Challengers currently because now they've got some time behind it. They've done the Challengers. They know what it's supposed to look like. So the Charger did have it more integrated. So um, there's much more going on there um, than than you think. Now, they had a crazy wrap on the car. It was kind of like a kind of a fun sort of like fast-moving graphics like SRT wrap, but it was also supposed to be a little like – a uh, concept car camouflage ish is what they were going for, but um, uh, I don't know. So what what did you think about it, uh, Bill? Seeing that car? Oh, I wanted to steal it. <laughs> um, I, I, and I've said this quite fifteen million times. I've been asking for that car for five years. I like the drive of the Charger a lot better than the drive of the Challenger. Um, I think what they did aesthetically is really cool. I, I think they did a couple things that are. That are different. Um, I was waiting for that new front fascia and the rear fascia because of the 
they had to adapt it to the to the the uh, flares. Yeah. Um, I, I just I think they did a hell of a job, man. I, I really can't wait to see it uh, as a solid cover. Um, I, you know, <laughs> problem is if they come out with a red eye, I'm going to have two of these wide body charges within the next year. So um, I, I'm hoping and praying that they do something different for the mayor. But uh, I like it so much that I have absolutely no problem purchasing uh, purchasing the first one when it comes out. Like I said, I, I've been I've been salivating for this vehicle for for five years. I just I absolutely love the Charger. Doesn't mean that I don't like the Challenger, i.e., that I have every one of them. Yeah. But, um, this this is the car I've been waiting for. You know, a 715 horsepower four door. <laughs> with 315s all the way around and that supercharger whining, you're kidding me, right? I mean, that's going to be their bottom. If you guys go to uh, my social media at Motorator, pretty much, I think, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can see, I think I did like four photos of the of the Charger wide body. Look at that photo where it's just kind of like half of the front and you can really see the flare. If you zoom in on that photo, you'll see what I'm talking about. That whole front part of the front of the flare is molded into the front fascia and the side marker is flush mounted vertically on the edge. And then you can see where the rest of the flare happens. You can see the difference between that and and the Challenger. So that's going to be a nice thing. And and yeah, like all all signs are pointing to a Charger wide body and a Charger red eye. Which uh, it, who knows, you know when that happens, but there's no reason why it shouldn't happen. And and uh, and yeah, I think I think they would be pretty fantastic. Uh, now I'm kind of sold on it. I want to take one in the Gold Rush Rally. <laughs> there you go. That would be good. Uh, I won't be driving Kurt Busch's Ford GT anymore. I had to decline that one yesterday because of my Dodge affiliation. So I think it's only right. <laughs> oh man! Next time somebody calls and says you want to drive the four GT, you think you're buddy motorator over here. <laughs> you got it, man. You got it. Uh, I'd be signing up for that all day long. Um, uh, the uh, the other thing we that we took a look at was the um, was the Speedcore, uh, the Speedcore Evolution, their their Charger that they had there. This is the the carbon fiber carbon fiber bodied one and uh, a big Hellcat engine in it. Um, man, I I got to spend time with uh, with the boss over there. Um, uh, remind me his name is it Dave? That it is Dave. Yeah, Dave. Um, what a nice guy, and he kind of walked me through that car and everything that they did was basically designed in CAD software and three D printed. And it's interesting because, like, the pedals in that car are 3D pl- printed in a, in a high, uh, a very, very strong plastic, like a vinyl blend of plastic, and it made to look like metal. That's an example where you can 3D print directly and get the look that you want, you know, um, and then put it in the car. And then some of the pieces they 3D printed and then use those as templates or molds and stuff to make it of metal. Um very yeah, very those cool guys, stuff. They they they're not just normal coach work guys. Um, they 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 are true artists. Uh, um, Dave in his creativity. I mean, he 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 doesn't he doesn't really sound like a car guy. He sounds more like a like an artiste. Yeah. You know, and you look at his work. I mean, it's it's absolutely 
jaw-dropping. I mean, the way that they can match up the carbon from from panel to panel is is amazing to me. And then, you know, you talk about the quality of uh, the other stuff that they do. Um, I mean, that... Hey, I got some cool cars over the last number of months, but I am more as about getting that 216 Challenger from them this next coming week than I am about... I think any of my cars and you know, it, there was, we put it out online, the rendering. And I remember there was one comment, Oh, you need a little more power. Well, I think Dave saw that because, uh, we're changing some injectors and changing a, a pulley or two. And that puppy's coming back with 900. Wow. This is a full carbon bodied car, basically. Um, uh, these guys just took your car all apart and carbon body, carbon fiber body, the whole thing. You're right. The renderings look fantastic. And uh, did he tell you how much weight it's going to cut? Just curious. I mean, it's a cool look and everything, but I'm curious how much weight it's going to cut. Yeah, specifically, I, I, he didn't really tell me, but I can only imagine a couple hundred pounds uh, conservatively. Yeah. I, I think it was somewhere between 200 and 400, but it's pretty significant. I can tell you that that uh, that charger, the full carbon evolution uh, charger that he built, um, that is coming in about a thousand pounds less than the stock, uh, you know, big block charger. I think. I think yeah, what they ended up doing that, that's significant. I mean, the, uh, oh God, the demon so that they did in all carbon fiber, I think, was four to six hundred pounds lighter than the regular. Yeah, so that's what I was thinking. I was thinking it was, it was around 400, I thought it was coming in. And you're going to feel that. You're going to feel that weight difference. It's going gonna, it's gonna to actually feel nimble. It's, I mean, those are big cars. And they got a lot of power. I wouldn't say nimble is, is the right word for them, but this might, this might feel nimble. I mean, it's I'll not tell you what. That's the car that we did the upgrade KW suspension on. We did the bigger brake package from Bear. Yeah, um, that car is going to be nimble. Uh, you know, with the six-speed, nine hundred horsepower, and the carbon fiber, it, it, I, I can't. I can't wait for this car. I am more jazzed about this than uh, seeing that wide body. But that'll change after I see the car, and, <laughs> and I have something else to look forward to. We we need to talk about uh, what are you going to add more garages to your garages? <laughs> you kind of running out of space over there. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to move. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you've got the land. You're going to have to start building some more? I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I, I here's the deal. I'm leaving the uh, Demon, the F8 Demon up at Magnaflow for an undisclosed amount of time in their showroom. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I was ecstatic when Richard asked me if we could keep it in the showroom for a little while because it provides me with another space. And now I realize why... Uh, Foose has been doing that for years. Yeah, right. It's I'm telling you, especially in in California, Southern California garage space is such a premium that uh, it's actually uh, a win win when somebody says, "Hey, can we can we put your car like in our in our lobby or in our showroom for a little while?" Be like, "Yes," because I've got another project to work on and I need the room. Um, that's oh, God, kind of yeah. the biggest thing. Um, uh, let me tell you guys about Wrangler, and then we'll uh, we'll 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 get on to the next thing real quick. But uh, Wrangler, everyone has a favorite pair of jeans that fit perfect and always look great. And no one knows this better than Wrangler and Mark Worman. Wrangler jeans made for the modern day <laughs> adventurers. Whether you ride a bike, a bronc, or a skateboard, these are the jeans for you. They have classic and modern styles, a range of fits, and a price that works for you as well. Plus, they have vintage re-releases. 
Visit Wrangler.com and check out their great selection of jeans, shirts, pants, and outerwear for both men and women. Wrangler, denim made for the modern world. Check out Wrangler.com. <laughs> um, I abstain today. Yeah, all right. Um, so we talked about the uh, the last thing we need to touch on real quick before we run out of time and you try to catch a flight is um, – Let's talk about the uh, the other charger, the Super Charger uh, from Dodge. This is the one they debuted at SEMA this this past year with the uh, with the Elephant engine in it, um, and this is this is the the, the big flared fendered uh, uh, charger. Um, also a very cool car, very different than it's easy to sort of compare it to uh, to the Speedcore Charger, but this is very different, and uh, they did such a great job on that engine and I think sort of the holdup of that engine as far as making it a crate engine was the computer. Yes, and, sir, uh, it was. And I but think they're available now. I think they've got it now. So the the issue with the computer on these things is is when you offer a crate engine, the computers in these cars today are often tied into so many different things, traction controls and ABS brakes and 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 things like that, especially when you get into a new challenger or charger and you can you can control things like line lock and trans brake and launch RPM and all these different things. All of that goes through the computer. So when you do a crate engine version, you have to you have to you have to basically filter out all of that stuff and make sort of a lean hot rod, if you will, hot rod version of the computer and wiring harness to make it work. Um, and I don't know if it's I don't think the Helifant is an emissions legal engine, but for the crate engines that are emissions legal, it has to come with like it has to come with a computer and the harness and an air box and like a carbon filter and and, and uh, there's 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 a lot to it. So there's a lot going on. But um, but where it, does the emissions come in if it if it can only be mounted in pre seventies? You know, classic cars. Right. So that that would be a non-emissions engine. It'd be a, just a hot rod or racing engine, off-road engine, something along the lines of that. But but for instance, like you can get a Ford Coyote engine, and you can do an emissions legal package. And GM has their like connect and cruise packages and, and whatnot that you can get emissions legal packages. Um, so what you could do to those is, for example, you could go and get like a modern day kit car or a super performance car or something like that, and. Uh, and, and build an emissions legal version of that car. Now, when you're talking about taking uh, a 70 Camaro and putting, you know, putting a Elephant engine in it, the emissions are, are less of an issue because that was not necessarily an emissions uh, compliant car to begin with. Um, so, yeah, there's sort of two schools of thought. You know, but look, if you're building a if you're building a hot rod from scratch or something like that, you probably want the emissions legal engine. You know, depending on where you are. So this uh, the Elephant engine. What we know is it's a, f- a four twenty six cubic inch, and I-, I posted it out there. And I think um, I, I kind of did the breakdown a little bit of of uh, of what it is. And the um, uh, let me just look at my my notes. So what we got is a four twenty six engine, and the Hellcat is a 2.4-liter supercharger. That's the size of the compressor. It's got a 2.4-liter twin-screw supercharger. The Demon steps up to a 2.7-liter supercharger, and the Elephant engine is a full 3-liter uh, twin-screw supercharger. So it's <laughs> massive. If you think about it, the supercharger itself, 
three liters is bigger than like most engines, you know, most four cylinder and many six cylinder engines that are out there now. Like it's a massive supercharger. It puts out a thousand horsepower and 950 pound feet of torque. And uh, uh, Mark, uh, Mark Trossel went over there and uh, when they got the battery charged, he, he fired it up and uh, it was nuts. This thing is loud. And if you picture the charger, how it has sort of the round uh, taillights in the back, this car has mm-hmm. the exhaust going through those taillights. I don't know if you noticed that, Bill, but the taillights in the back. That. Yeah, in the tail, the, sort of those round kind of uh, bullet-style taillights of the charger, the exhaust goes through those. Um, so when you stand next to it, you're like, God, it's loud. You're like, yeah, because the exhaust is up high. It's waist high. It's not at your shins. Um, it's a really cool effect. Um, very, very well done. And uh, this is going to be a fantastic awesome. engine. Yeah. I, I, it was I, awesome. It I am, was like a Frankenstein. I mean, you could see the the fender flares taken off of the Challengers, and you can see the, the – I think the rims were – they were 21s. I think they make custom rims, the uh, the Devil's Rim. and There's a lot of uh, homogenized parts on that thing, but – the the uh, emphasis on that thousand horsepower crate motor, man, is just to die for. So you must be thinking about this crate engine a lot. You got you got some plans for doing something with one? I'll be I'll be I'll be completely honest with you. I have no plans to do anything with it because I don't know where I'd put it. That's the thing. Is <laughs> I, right yeah, I don't, I don't know if you had sit something a project waiting in the wings. You know who knows. You never know now, when you're going to get a call why I from send my cars to warming because I don't get them back for a year or two, and it gives me a space. <laughs> I know it's funny because I feel like Warman's going to call with an idea and go, "I got an idea around the around the elephant." You know, well, he's already got one. If you remember, they gave him one. Uh, they gave him one at SEMA. Oh yes, yes. That's yeah. oh man. Uh, it'll be great to see what he does with that, and then. If he's one of the first guys to sort of install it and get it tuned and figure out there's you know things like where to place the mass airflow sensor and and get it tuned correctly uh uh then uh it'll be good. I don't know if I want to be the first. I'll be the second, third. That way yeah. you get the, get yeah. the bugs worked out. Um All right, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to wrap things up here. Uh you got to catch a plane. I hear it. Uh, Actually, I've, I've been I've been on the plane the whole time. Oh, have you? <laughs> yes, I have. Oh, all right. Well, thank you. I appreciate I'm that. I'm sitting in my seat, and we have yet to take off. Oh, all right. Well, uh, I'm sure it's going to happen soon. Guys, thank you so much for uh, checking out the show. Of course, you can go to carcastshow.com, and you can follow Goldberg at Goldberg and Goldberg Garage on Twitter. And, of course, Goldberg95 and Goldberg's Garage on Instagram. Definitely follow those accounts. You'll see the videos up there. You'll see that uh I think the uh, SRT Addicts video, you can see Goldberg make his, his pass um, and run his 12.55. You can follow me at Motorator. You can see the pictures of that Charger uh, uh, wide body and all the fun stuff over the weekend. Um, uh, that's pretty much it. Oh, I've got another thing coming up. I'll, guide, I'll plug this for you guys. I'm going to be going to the New York Auto Show. I'm going to be hanging out with my friends from Nissan. I'll be at the uh, 2019 New York International Auto Show with, with Nissan celebrating 50 years of the GTR and the Z cars, which is going to be fun. During the first press day, I'll be hosting a panel discussion with Hiroshi Tamura. He's the chief product specialist for the GTR and Nismo. And of course, our buddy, legendary Pete Brock will be there and I'll be interviewing him as well. We'll be discussing the relationship with Nissan and Z over the years. 
and uh, you guys will be able to check this out. And uh, my, my guys at Nissan are going to record that interview, film that interview, and Chris doesn't know it yet, but I'm going to get the audio, and we're going to put that into a CarCast episode. So we're going to have a nice little uh, 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 conversation with the guys at Nissan as well. So, uh, Bill, have a safe flight, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you next week. You got it, brother, everybody. See you next week. Thanks, guys. And uh, for Matt and Bill and Chris, until next time, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com.